All right, we're back with another episode of the One Third Tea Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. First episode in 2020, Casey. How's your New Year's resolution going? Uh, I am brave and didn't make New Year's resolutions. Nice, year nice. I, I decided. Well, one didn't put too much thought into it. <laughs> Did, didn't think about it. You know, was probably would have could have done a whole like be healthier, do things. But I think I'm. Well, let's be honest. I'm not doing great in that front, but didn't want to commit to anything, so just pushed it off. And then all of a sudden, it was 2020, and here we are. Um, so no resolutions to break, uh, but probably would have broken them already anyway if I did. Nice. That is that is one way not to break resolutions. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Give up before you even start. Um, That's the way you? to do it, kids. How about you? Uh, New Year's resolution. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a resolution, but it's it's going strong. What are we, day, five days in? Going strong, revamping the diet. Five days in. Uh, five days in. So yeah, that's good. How was your New Year's? Did you anything? Oh, how was the fondue? See, fondue was great. We had an electric fondue this year, um, which <laughs> was needed. The once again the non-electric one, the one that just was over the flame, uh, petered <laughs> out. <laughs> but we had by that time. Most of some of the people were already kind of slowing down or finishing eating, so we were able to just suffice off of the one pot. But definitely on the list of gifts for next year to get that second electric pot so we can have both going. Uh, but it went well. It went well. It was a good New Year's uh, celebration. We're still eating leftovers, so I if I nice. did have, I think that's kind of why I didn't do New Year's <laughs> resolutions as diet wise. Like we're still doing holiday food. Like it's, <laughs> I think like tomorrow's kind of the last day. So I'm kind of like once that's done. Then I'll look forward and be like, let's eat healthy again. Uh, but no, still in the still in the holiday mode for that. Uh, but yeah, fondue is great. Uh, a nice low key, you know, just hanging out at the house. Made it to midnight. It was a really like, oh yeah. Well, so first of all, <laughs> we're playing games, hanging out, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's almost it's almost midnight. We should turn on one of the shows. So I turned it to one of the local uh, Fox stations, I think, because normally yeah. they do like a little local thing. You know, yep. they're like, hey, yep. it's already happened on the East Coast. We're going to do the local. It's in like some conference room at like <laughs> Days In or something really <laughs> weird. Um, but they didn't do that. They were just replaying. I think it was replaying or maybe it was live of the uh, New York one. And LL yep. Cool J's on stage. Nice. Rapping songs that I presume are from the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> like, what is going on? Why is Ellen Cool J yelling into a microphone as it's, there's like four minutes until uh, until New Year's? It was a very strange experience. So then we turned that back down and just went back to our game and, and uh, didn't didn't actually see the ball drop or countdown or anything. It was very strange, very weird uh, in how little we ended up caring about. New Year's. So. <laughs> That's just growing up, right? The older you get, the more it's like, oh yeah, it's just night. That we're all yeah. just hanging out. Yeah, for sure. How about you? Yeah, better than I did. I ended up getting into an argument with someone at a party about millennials. Um, so that was fun. Wait, what, a, side were you, what side were you on? Well, I... Okay, so I was backing millennials because his oh argument was so... No, his argument was... <laughs> it was it was so... It, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not going to rehash it, but I'll let you know where he started from. Okay. He said... And he's a millennial himself. Okay. So, and he goes, millennials have done nothing. Yeah. Baby boomers and everyone before us, they have built things like buildings and stuff that are <laughs> standing today. Yeah. And I just couldn't let that go. That was just, that was so bad. I just couldn't let it go. They did build buildings. <laughs> most of them were standing. Yeah. Most of them were standing. <laughs> so, wow. 
That's how I rang the New Morgan argument with the neighbor's friend about millennials. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I would have loved to Happy be in that argument, and I think I would have both agreed and disagreed with, with everybody, and that would have been great. <laughs> so I'm kind of bummed that that's not how I spent my New Year's now. Uh, what, what a missed opportunity, really. Um, well, New Year's happened, Marlo. Yeah. We went into the new year. And we got to watch some football. <laughs> yeah, got to watch some football. Uh, well, it's mostly an emotional roller coaster of football. Yes. Yeah. Well, before the Rose Bowl started, we got a, a little appetizer of some Big Ten SEC football. Um, yes. There was a with Minnesota beating Auburn and Michigan <laughs> getting embarrassed. Doing what Michigan does best, hanging with a really good team for a while and then just letting it all fall apart at the end. Yeah. And then, yeah, they just couldn't cover uh, Judy uh, is what it boiled down to. There was a moment when I was – so I was watching – I had the Michigan-Alabama game on the TV and the Minnesota game on my phone. And there was a moment – two-screen guy. Oh, man. Real millennial. (laughs) Real millennial over here. Um, Not building buildings, but watching two screens at the same time. Yeah. and there, there was a moment where I was like, I think Michigan had just given up the touchdown, and Minnesota's already was down early, and I was like, oh no, like <laughs> they just yeah. like get blown out by Auburn and Alabama, and then I'm gonna feel so nervous going into the Rose Bowl just on like my understanding of how good Wisconsin was because of their wins over these two teams. Uh, yep. Mercifully, that didn't happen, and Minnesota ended up winning, and Michigan, I think, held on long enough to at least still make you feel a little bit good about that Michigan one earlier in the year. Yeah, I, the two games, I was going back and forth, trying to, and I had this weird feeling because I, I wanted Michigan to beat Alabama, and then I just wanted P.J. to fall flat on his face against yeah. Auburn, well, and it completely went the opposite way. Yeah. Um, and I thought, especially watch, I spent, I found myself spending more time watching the Minnesota-Auburn game uh, for that reason, just hoping that something would come apart and they would fall apart, but it did not happen. There was little Pete, little mini PJs in the crowd, which oh, I don't know yeah. why that that just makes me why that just seems like child abuse. Those kids should be taken away. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Minnesota did come through uh, versus Auburn, and I guess that's a good thing. I think so. I, Auburn seems to me to be the most like. Well, if so and so was in the SEC, if X Big Ten school or player was in the SEC, they wouldn't be able to compete, and. Now Minnesota beat them. We've beat them recently. Like it's, they seem the most kind of chest puffy about the yeah. SEC when right. talking about the Big Ten. So I always like when they lose to to Big Ten teams. Um, obviously, I always want Alabama to lose, but it didn't happen. So yeah. So then that was our appetizer main course Rose Bowl, and what a disappointment it was. <laughs> it was. It. I. Yeah. In result. In result was just. Utter, utter disappointment. I guess, How did you feel, I guess, right before kickoff, right, like you said, right after the game, how did you feel yeah. about the game? I know last week we talked about it, we were kind of going back and forth, but how did you feel right before the game? I mean, I was, as I am in most games, just a ball of nerves. I was not, <laughs> I think I get, like, most people probably don't like this. Like, I think that's the most nervous I get right before the game because I, I, I'm worried it's all going to go terribly wrong. Most people probably aren't like that. I I see people out on on the Twitter and social media and stuff like they're excited and they're ready to go, and I'm just like pacing and nervous. I was <laughs> I was completely nervous going into this. I I just didn't know what to expect out of Oregon. I, I yeah. didn't know how 
real they were. I didn't know um, how well they would be able to compete with Wisconsin. I just didn't feel like I had enough information to have a guess on how this game was going to go. So I was uh, really up in the air and really nervous about how it was going to go. Right before the game, I did a gut check, and my gut check was like, we got this. Yeah, We got it. I think we're just the better team. We can, you know, we can hang at Oregon. We've been playing well. We've had these couple of weeks. I know they had a couple of weeks too, but I felt like I just had a gut. It was a, it had nothing else. Yeah, I didn't have any other information saying we did. It was nothing else but a gut feeling like, I think we got this. Yeah. And if we, if we were to play the game again, I think we do have it. And <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about fair, fair. We'll talk a little bit. We're going to bring back Marlo, our favorite oh. segment. I, I love talking about better games this way the good, the great, the bad, and the ugly in a little bit. But yep. we'll talk about some of the things that went wrong in that. But, I just felt like multiple times in the second in the second half, going into the fourth quarter, it was like we're this close to putting this game away. And I felt like that since we took the lead at halftime, or since we went into the halftime with the lead. And to lose, I, I just still kind of can't believe it in a sense. Uh, I, I just I sit here and kind of like I talked about last week when I talked about the Clemson Ohio State game, and it's like, yeah, Clemson won, but Ohio State felt like the better team. Right. Yep. Leaving this game, yeah, Oregon won, but we felt like the better team, and it's just extremely frustrating that we didn't come away uh, with the win. Yeah, I think that's the overwhelming story. Like, even people that aren't close to the program, Wisconsin program, are Wisconsin fans, were like, yeah, Wisconsin looked like the better team. They just found a way to lose the game. Yeah. Um, the which is good to hear because. <laughs> which is which is good to hear from like a third party because I you know I, I could scream that all day and it was just I don't know I you know F, I'm we can go into it a little bit but I just um I just wanted a Rose Bowl win just yeah. one of these this is four in a row which four is row. four in a row I mean three three was back to back to back which is kind of tough but I guess that was another reason I thought this was it I thought this was the actual good team not a terrible matchup mm-hmm. um. And actually, that did prove to be true, but I don't know. We can get I into mean, it. If you combine this, right, to not to torture ourselves any more than we, than we have to, if you combine this with Big Ten championships now, that's what, seven losses in a row? Yeah. In big games? Yeah. If you want to, Dang, like, dude. In Big Ten championship, Rose Bowl, obviously won what, the Citrus Bowl two years ago. So that's yeah. something. Uh, we have big wins, but not the Rose Bowl. And we talked about last week going into this. This is. This is it. This is when you're in the Big Ten. This is as part. Speaking of that, yep. So there's talk about playoff expansion stuff. This kind of came out in the Pac-12. Kind of set came out and said they want to make sure they save their spot in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Despite all the playoff scenarios and stuff, they they don't want to expand it unless they get some sort of assurance that the Rose Bowl will be incorporate the Pac-12. Right. And everybody was kind of like, this is ridiculous. You're always on the outside looking in on the mm. playoff as it is. Like, of all of the conferences, you should be the most excited about this. But I really was encouraged by them being like, look, this Rose Bowl means something more than the playoffs, then other bowl games to the Pac-12, and I think as it does to it's us in the Big Ten, it's yeah. more. It means a little bit more. No, it's not a national championship. No, it's not the playoffs. But like, if you're not in that, you want to be in the Rose Bowl, and it's I think equal to that winning the Rose Bowl. And obviously, we didn't get there, and we lost four in a row. So there we go. I wanted to give that kind of little thing. <laughs> it was nice to hear kind of from the Pac-12 side of being like, look, this is important to us too. And I think if you talk to anybody in in the Big Ten. 
they're like they'll agree with that 100 percent. but we're on the inside looking out as far as the playoff picture goes so we don't have to make that kind of calculus on that all right <clears throat> mini rant oh boy already a rant in the book uh let's start out with our good marla where did you uh see some good in this rose bowl ah so the good which you kind of covered here was just the rose bowl being magical the venue, the time of day, the time of year, the Rose Bowl is just a magical place. Casey, have you been? I have not. You have not been. You need to go. It is. It is. It is absolutely awesome. Um, the the scenery between that third and fourth quarter, as the sun is starting to set yep. right over the right over the mountains, is just is picturesque. It's beautiful. Um, I, we were getting updates from our friends who were out there, mm-hmm. Major Fomo, out there on the on the golf course. Uh, doing the thing before pre-gaming. It's just a magical, magical time. And I can I have to start with my good, just the Rose Bowl venue in general. Yeah, for sure. It seems like uh, just a great experience. It looks great on the TV. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of from, you know, watching from Wisconsin while it was a pretty balmy New Year's. Uh, <laughs> here, still, you see kind of the, the parade earlier in the day. You see, you know, people out in in sun and you're like wow that looks great uh all that we watched the parade uh not nice. a parade guy but it's starting to grow on me i think maybe it's just getting older that uh, i enjoy the the rose parades in general but the rose bowl parade a little bit more uh, than i have in the past maybe i'm just trying to fake excitement for my son who's <laughs> not interested whatsoever but i'm trying to make him watch it uh that was fun a lot of uh pomp and circumstance to the game that's for sure. And I think we got a at least an entertaining game if it didn't the result didn't go our way. Uh, but yes, it was just it just felt like something something special. All right, I'm gonna with my good. Yep. Um I'm gonna go with the I wrote down something. I'm I'm kinda audibling it on the fly. Yep. Uh, oh no. A little bit of the offensive creativity. Um, okay. in the first half. It just seemed like we were beating our heads against a brick wall, <laughs> trying to run Jonathan Taylor, run Jonathan Taylor. Nothing was really happening. Then we started opening up with some passes to Cephas and some jet sweeps. Um, and I guess my good is going to be four-fifths of the jet sweeps, <laughs> or five-sixths, whatever it is. All of them except yep. the one that ended in a fumble. Uh, that still was a six, five, six-yard gain. That Again, they're just opening up the middle for Taylor. And... God, I can't. I don't want to talk about the fumble yet. I got to wait for that. Um, those yep. seemed like they were kind of changing the focal point of the defense, and I think we were gonna get there with that. And Cephas's touchdown right before half, uh, with 11 seconds, I think it was in the half, going up, high pointing that ball, bringing it down to take the lead right before half was just freaking amazing. Um, those are my. Those are my good. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think during the first half, I kept screaming out loud. Why are we throwing the ball down the field? Throw the ball down the field. Where's yeah. Cephas? Get him involved. Da da da. And then yeah, right. Uh, we did make the adjustments to do that. Going into the jet sweeps, seemed to soften up the defense. Uh, Taylor was starting to get lubed up there. Yeah. Uh, getting uh, getting going. Uh, but I can uh, I can I can I can go with that. At least <laughs> the latter part of the offensive changes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll go to my great Marlo. Uh, I'm just going to give it to the whole defense. It was an unbelievable defensive performance outside of what you're going to talk about in your bad. Uh, they gave up a total of 204 yards, had one takeaway, held Oregon to 3 of 10 on third down. I mean, if Justin Herbert's going to be a top, whatever, a first-round 
quarterback taken in the draft. I mean, this defense did an amazing job, and we've seen them do this for, I guess, games against lesser opponents. So we see them do this against good teams for halves, but they did yep. this for the entire game uh, outside of you know, having to play with their backs up against the goal line because of some of these turnovers. I mean, an unbelievable defensive performance all around by the defense, and I just got to you, you gotta tip your hat to them. They played too good to lose this game, and it's really, I mean, I feel bad for the defense because they did everything they could. Yeah, the defense definitely played well enough to win. Um, I, I, and to be honest, I mean, it was, a, <laughs> despite the scores, it was like a defensive game. Obviously, Oregon's defense just had more impactful plays, I would say. Sure. Or you can call them Wisconsin mistakes. We can talk about it in a minute. Yep. But the, like I said, the, the defense definitely played well enough to win, and, and especially being put in, in really tough situations um, on top of it. This was supposed to be uh, what this he was talked about. is He's talked about being a you know, high draft pick. Yep. Um, there was worries of him picking apart. He did nothing of the sort. Mr. Herbert and we, yeah, we were able to to uh, really bottle that up, and especially in that that crucial crucial like third quarter, there was really nothing going on. Sorry, I'm ch- for sure. Here we go. Try to pick up the the actual numbers here. Yeah, Mr. Herbert, 138 yards of uh, passing, 14 for 20, 55.4 QBR. Way to go. Uh, so yeah, clamp down defense. I like it. Yeah, I will right, go into. Going to my great, my great would be that kickoff for a touchdown. Our first touch of the ball yeah. um, after uh, that first possession Oregon had, they went in for a touchdown. That next kickoff, we run it back for a touchdown. That was exciting. I was like, this is it. Let's go. We don't even need to be the ball. We don't even need to be on offense to score. That, that's a good sign. Um, it was really exciting. We haven't, someone said we hadn't seen that in a while while we saw it against Nebraska, but. Uh, <laughs> but that kickoff return in, I mean, kickoff return in a Rose Bowl is uh, something to get excited about. Yeah, it was. So I talked about before the game, my ball of nerves, and then we kick the ball off. They drive right down the field and, and score, and we don't look like we're going to be able to stop them. And I'm like, I'm just sitting on my couch going, oh, no, like, is, this, is, this is how it's going to go. And then that immediately flips with the kickoff return for a touchdown. And I'm just like, all right. Now we're in this. Let's go. Uh, you know, essentially starting over, right? And then yep. I, I don't have the stats, but I, I mean that first drive I think was eighty yards, eighty eighty five yeah. yards, something like yep. that. So if you take that out, they had one hundred and twenty yards after <laughs> the opening drive. Absolutely unbelievable. We lost this game, um, but that kickoff was sensational and just such a. If you can have a game changer in the second drive of the game, uh, it was that because I was worried we were going to get the doors blown off of us, and we run that back, and I'm like, "Let's go, let's go." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I want to give an honorable mention yep. for my great, if that's okay. Sure. Casey, it's your podcast. <laughs> I'm a mention goes to Barry. Yeah. Uh, I, I know a lot of people saw this. Uh, it was fantastic. Barry was trying to watch on. I don't know who was next. It was some little kid trying to get his attention while the game was going on. Barry gave the good old get away from kid. I don't have time for this <laughs> and kicked them back into the suite. Um, and that's, that's, that's basically, I'm assuming grandfathering to a T. Uh, when the game is on, son, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, Marla, what's your bad? 
What is your bad? All right. My bad. We did talk about how good good defense was, but we did just <laughs> Herbert three rushing touchdowns. Uh my yeah. bad is making him look like Vince Young in the Rose Bowl. Uh he had zero rushing touchdowns throughout the whole entire season and three in the Rose Bowl. Granted, two of them came on uh turnovers slash short field. Uh, that the one was the the end the end cap to that first drive we were talking about. Yep. The other two came on uh, turnovers in a short yep. field uh, and huge game swingers. Crowd was going crazy, but suffice it to say, it still he had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, where the hell did that come from? And that's just my bad. Yeah, it was really interesting to see them go from a the first drive kind of go down the field. Then we stymied them for a while. And then they went to this kind of read option that I was like. Oh boy, we really struggled against read option. And for the yep. most part, we did fine. I just think if we yep. if we didn't have those short fields, the I mean, it sounds dumb to say the game would have been different. But like, <laughs> I don't think the read option would have been as effective if they didn't have those short fields. If they could get, you know, we had to make them chunk their way down the field, get chunk right. plays, that sort of thing. Um, but we just overloaded on on that, and they just I don't know. They caught it, and Herbert more. Athletic, maybe then than you would have thought, and it's crazy to think that he beat us with his feet instead of his arm. Yeah, because uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming into the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They kept making comparison to, uh, to the Clemson game. These guys are big quarterbacks; they can run. You can't put them down. It's like whatever, dude. Get out of here. Yeah. Ugh. All right. All right. My bad, Marlo. I'm just gonna go with the general. Just yeah. mistakes. Why we lost the game? Sloppy, sloppy football. Mental mistakes. Four turnovers, one interception, three fumbles. We'll talk about more in the one of the fumbles in a little bit uh, in my ugly. Uh, but just obviously too many turnovers. You can't. The fact that we were in the game and leading mm-hmm. the game with three mm-hmm. turnovers was unbelievable. Uh, and I think just a testament to how much of a better football team we should have been. Um, and then the penalties kind of add on top of that. We had nine penalties for 79 yards. They showed a stat. I didn't jot it down. Uh, kind of the average versus what happened in this game. And Oregon had two penalties for 10 yards in this game. Was average, averaged significantly more. Wisconsin averaged significantly less. And ended up with nine for 79. Just brutal mental mistakes um, and, and penalties. We'll talk about whether those were good calls or not in a moment. Yeah. But just if we played a cleaner game... We win this nine out of nine out of nine and a half times, Marlo. Yeah, we, we we are living in the dimension where we didn't play clean. Yeah, little ultimate di- dimension three there for you. Um, all right, that bad will lead into my ugly. Well, oh, you also forgot the missed field goal. That was a mistake. Missed field goal. Yeah, yep. missed field goal. Colin Larsh, who won his job back. Yeah, somehow uh, to come on and miss a field goal. And we lose by a point. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, all right. On to my ugly Marlo. Yep. One of the turnovers, the most brutal, the most costly, Anthony freaking Lottie just drops the ball. Do for the second time this season. I have never seen, I don't recall. I might have seen it that I don't remember. I've never seen this happen. I've never seen this happen twice to the same punter in a season, let alone in two games. Do anything but just drop it. Do anything but lay it on the ground for them to pick up and run for a touchdown. Just fall over with it. Just right. kick it sideways. I don't. You cannot drop it right in front of you. 
for them to pick up and run back. I know that there was pressure coming. I know that it might have been blocked. I don't think it would have been blocked if he would have punted it normally. I obviously can't prove that, but I don't think. Yeah, but you gotta let it. If like, you still let it get blocked, it looks a lot better letting it get blocked than dropping to a ground for a just, touchdown. Just drops it, and then they pick it up, run it back for a touchdown. Not only a turnover, but it gives them seven points. And just the, I don't know. I don't know how it happens. And I feel bad blaming it so much on one guy, but like, I've never seen a punter drop the ball like this, and he's done it. Two weeks in a row, right? And it's, yeah. it's just it's just baffling. And then obviously he was taken out uh, for the game. We had two punts subsequent. Uh, both of them were pretty crappy, like forty <laughs> yards, thirty-five yard punts. Uh, we, it's a backup punter. I don't know what you expect. Um, I just I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. It was ugly. That's my ugly, Marlo. It was ugly, and I actually forgot it happened in the Big Ten championship. I don't know if I just blacked it out. Or what happened, but when it happened, everyone else in the room was telling me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I blacked that part out. So bad. It was against in the Big Time Championship game, right? Or was it the other Ohio State game? Um, Or was it the other? Yeah. I don't know. Someone said Ohio State, so it must be the other Ohio State game. Oh, yeah, it was the other Ohio State game. You're right. Got it. Um, Yeah, that was bad. That one hurts. Uh, For my ugly, I'm going to go into your territory, Casey. Let's step on over. I don't want to do this because it's not the reason we lost, but I have to go with the rest, man. Yeah. There is some, I mean, if you want to start with that PI, no PI call, that PI call, yeah. it wasn't a PI call that everyone was talking about. Um, I can start there and go backwards, but that was just, that was, not only was it awful, it was timely awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was one of those, like, what are you looking at? What are you yeah. looking at? Uh, calls it was I don't know so that was bad there's a lot of bad spotting in this game I don't know if you knew that if you <laughs> caught up on that some terrible spotting there was a there was a spot right before it ended up people say it ended up didn't matter if we scored a touchdown the next play but it did yeah. because we used it Chris uses a timeout I For think sure. so they would review it they didn't end up reviewing which is also ridiculous yep. um on the spot and we go through and we didn't obviously we didn't have the three touchdowns I mean the three Three timeouts. Th- three timeouts going going forward, but that was the that was the most questionable call. There was some other bad spotting, um, you know, during the day. <laughs> but I'm just gonna have to go with the refs in general. Yeah, no, 100. percent The pass interference is a ridiculous call on its face. When you watch the replay, I don't know what you're watching. Much less how they didn't call anything the whole game. On Oregon's movement on offense was just just baffling to me uh, how they how they didn't make that call. That was it was very reminiscent to me of the Ohio State Big Ten Championship game <laughs> yes. where we're driving down to score and we're Wisconsin. All we if you put us behind the chains, we're really going to struggle. But the way in which we're good at football is we prevent ourselves from getting that position in that Big Ten Championship game against Ohio State and in this. The refs made terrible calls to take us out of our down and distance that we're comfortable in and cost us the game. It's just a terrible call. The spotting on the goal line or on the first down by the goal line is inexcusable. How you don't look at that, how you don't review it, I mean, it's just you had a whole timeout, you had a whole commercial break to come back and then not even look at it and say it stands is I, it's unfathomable. I, again, I don't want to keep you repeating that. I, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't do that. That's what replay is there for, to make sure you get 
the calls correctly, and they just miss it there. You're right, it didn't matter because we scored the next play, but it definitely mattered as we, Oregon was trying to run out the clock and eventually did successfully, but that whole series would have gone differently if we had our timeouts. 100%. And I, and I think beyond that, any time Jonathan Taylor broke a play outside, there was a flag for holding. Yeah. Does not get called in any other game this year except for this game. And it was extremely frustrating. I didn't even need to see the stupid flag thing pop up on the screen. He got outside, and I knew that there was going to be a flag for holding because that's just how the refs called this game, and it was extremely frustrating. Again, I go back to my my comment about uh, my vague comment, I guess, of this, the stat I saw on the screen, but <laughs> we had way more penalties than we averaged. Oregon had way less, and I find it hard to believe that that was – not on the refs. <laughs> That's, yeah. That was not on the way in which they officiated the game unevenly uh, as opposed to uh, just harsher on uh, overall. So very frustrating. The refs were very frustrating. And it's just if they wouldn't have thrown the flag on that offensive pass interference, there would not have been an Oregon fan in the world who would have sat there and said that should have been pass interference. And yeah. that's what I think what makes it more frustrating. It's not a 50-50 call. Oregon yeah. fans would never have thought that was pass interference because the defender was initiating the contact. <laughs> and the the ref in the booth comes on and goes, you know, it's on the responsibility of the wide receiver to avoid contact. Take a, what do they take a spin? Take, take a juke or boof? Yeah, okay. It's the responsibility of the wide receiver to avoid all contact with a defensive back when the defensive contact is initiated. The defensive back is initiating the contact. What a ridiculous statement. It was just a, they were just, I think. In the booth, he was just trying to justify the call. It was really frustrating. All right. End of, end of restaurant. Marlo, thank you right. for bringing that up. Um, yes. No, no I, I, well, I couldn't stay sounded, away from it. I couldn't stay away from sarcastic, it. sarcastic, but uh, it, it, was, it was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I have one more. This, hap- this didn't happen to anyone but myself and the other people at the party, but yeah. it is worth mentioning as ugly because after the game was done, obviously we were all, most of us were dejected because yeah. um, we had it. And we didn't, and it was the fourth one in a row. We were all feeling bad. And then I had there's a guy who just goes, "Well, you know what? Someone had to win. Yeah. Someone had to win that game." And there's nothing worse than being in that moment at a party and having yeah. a guy be having to be that someone had to win guy. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to hear at he's, the moment. It's never what you want to hear. He's probably a millennial. <laughs> they don't they don't care about football. Um, yeah, that's brutal. Um, my my son was down by me and. In the first half, and <laughs> my wife says to him, uh, "Just so you know, this game's very important to Dad, and he <laughs> might he might get upset. And you can stay down here for a little bit, but you can come upstairs if Dad starts to get upset. And I do yeah. get upset, um, but <laughs> he stayed down for a bit. And any time I like huffed or puffed or like you know acted frustrated, yep. he looked at me with the saddest little face and goes." Are you mad, Dad? <laughs> I just had to be like, nope, just frustrated. Just nope, frustrated. not bad. Not bad at all. Just, he just dropped the ball. <laughs> just, it's fine. And then he got, uh, I think at the end of third quarter, I was just like, you need to go upstairs. I can't try and contain my emotions anymore. I'm getting very frustrated. Um, it was it was so adorable. And um, as my wife said, uh, learn from your dad. Don't become like him. And I was like, I, I there you totally go. Agree. I totally agree. Now leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. 
All right, Marlon. That was the Rose Bowl. There it was. We were there, as I say sometimes. You have, yeah. What do I say? What am I? Was my saying? I totally lost my saying. Um, I don't even know where you're going with you this. You have to be in big games to lose them. Oh, you'd rather, that's you'd it. rather have to be. You'd rather be in big games than not be in them, right? So, right. It's, that's it's pretty close to someone has to win, guy. But okay, I'll take it. I will. I got it. I'm trying to console myself somehow. <laughs> um with it and all my restlessness and rethinking the game uh as i didn't sleep that night uh, didn't change the outcome at all yeah <laughs> so, no it didn't it sucked so tough tough all right um speaking of things that suck kind of john well, Taylor. i mean you you had plenty of time to brace yourself you 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 were in the minority thinking that he was such a good guy that he'd come back oh no i didn't i no i was definitely in devin Harris in the mode where i was when devin harris was <laughs> gonna declare i'm like he definitely should but you never know <laughs> but you never he might come back he might you know take this unpaid internship in return uh to set records even though that doesn't really i mean it matters <laughs> but it doesn't right um no i was yeah Bracing myself for this, but uh, John what if Taylor, he didn't get? What if he didn't get that? What if he didn't get that last rush? It was like he had that last rush to go over the two thousand yard mark. You think he'd come back? <laughs> he's come back to get another. I don't get two thousand. I don't see a scenario now that he's gone. Yeah. Anyway, in which he's coming back, uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to the NFL, uh, and we have possibly we'll talk about it in a second. Yep. One of the greatest uh, college running back. Uh, careers ever. He finished with 6,100. I'm just going to throw some stats at you, Marlo. All right. And our fellow fans finished with 6,174 rushing yards, 50 touchdowns, two times Doak Walker award winner. That's top running back in the country. Two times first team all American, two times big 10 running back of the year, three times first team all big 10 freshman rushing record, sixth all time in rushing yards in only three years. Marlo, one heck of a career for Jonathan Taylor. And I guess at this point, we just can say that we were happy to be here to watch it. Yeah, very happy. I feel, feel bad we didn't get that win. feel bad for him on that. That's it. But it, it's, been, it's been a heck of a couple of years, uh, you know, watching him. I think, you know, when he first came out freshman year, we're like, wow, who's this kid? Yeah. And what is, what is he going to do? But just, uh, you know, seeing him be able to do it year after year, even with teams knowing that's what we're doing. Yep. Being able to put up those type of numbers is just is wild. Yeah. It's a weird thing with Wisconsin running backs um, where I feel like maybe this is just, you know, being a Wisconsin fan. But they, there's a yeah, but they're at Wisconsin where, like, if you play linebacker at Ohio State, it's like, right. know, yeah, but he plays linebacker at Ohio State. Like, sure. Or, right. he, oh, he plays quarterback at Alabama. Sure, he's going to be good. There's just like, sure, they're going to be good good put up numbers which is totally unfair to our running backs um lots of players play behind really good lines lots of running backs play in offenses that feature the run none of them have done what jonathan taylor did in his career uh and it it was it was amazing and i think well let's get to your your question next and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm leading into it but i don't want to say my next thing because i'll step on it well, yeah. So, yeah, it just brings up John Taylor. Is he the GOAT of Wisconsin running backs? Oh, I thought you just meant of all running backs. I mean, of Wisconsin, I mean, I would throw the top three. Yeah. I mean, that, that we watch up there uh, among any uh, running backs outside of Wisconsin or in Wisconsin. Um, 
I would. I want to say, I want to say yes because that'd be really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, we did it. We're here. Um, I think he. I think he is number two. I think he's number behind. Two. I think he's behind Ron Dane. Ron Dane started it all. Ron Dane has the Rose Bowl wins. Ron Dane has the Heisman Trophy. I think yeah. that's greater than. At, in the end, what Jonathan Taylor's accomplished. Although, I think one is recency. I don't want to put him up because it still feels... I don't want to put Taylor up there because it still feels too real. Uh, He doesn't have... I don't have the in-game moments and the memories like Melvin Gordon. Like that Nebraska game just still sticks out in my memory as like... Yep. It's the most fun I've ever had watching a, a Wisconsin game. Um, <clears throat> and he doesn't have the Rose Bowl win, which is disappointing. He has a Citrus Bowl win, right? But we talked about yeah. it earlier. That's not the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Granted, Milton I had a Pinstripe Bowl win, the uh, prestigious Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> and I think it's also that to that point, his career is kind of muddled by. Yeah the middle year that we were highly ranked high expectations and just didn't pull through not because of him he did everything he needed to do last year because of a player quarterback that shouldn't be named to transfer and then quit on another team <laughs> i think that kind of clouds what we think of that and maybe when we get out a couple more years i can kind of look back at it more but i still kind of yeah. think like last year kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth uh as far as it, and it's not Jonathan taylor's fault he was great, but right. I think that kind of brings down my kind of goat analysis a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of obviously he's a great player. Had some, yeah, like that. You know, last year was just a down year for the team around him, mainly his def- mainly the defense. To be honest, for sure. Um, but well, and a quarterback, but and a quarterback, yeah. But um, they just weren't a good team. Let's just put it that way. He was great, not a good team. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I kind of threw this out there as I feel like it's gonna be it's it's a tough debate. I I agree that, and it's for me obviously I wasn't as in tune to the Dane years because I wasn't yeah. up at Wisconsin yet. Um, but obviously being around it, I understand the meaning of Ron Dane and and where that came from. I think it's I think it's def. I mean, it's to me I wouldn't be mad at anyone that put Taylor above Dane at this point. Yeah. Um, I can see the argument, especially having him do what he did and it's a different it's a different era in sure. in offense and in fact I mean we are Wisconsin we're going to do that but at the same time he was still <clears throat> excuse me was able to do that um you know do those put up those numbers on uh such a consistent consistent basis but I think the only like you said to the Nakia he didn't have he never really had he had some great games Signature moments, you know, you wish he would have came a big, never really came a big in Ohio State versus Ohio State in three tries. Well, I should take that back. That's a lie. He came up real good in the real big in the <laughs> Big Ten championship game. Again, just weren't able to pull it through. So I take that back. I'll just put him up on top. Yep. That's fair. I think it's fair. I think Yeah, I think I got him I think I got him second. Uh yeah. Dane's still first, and then I got Melvin. Uh a close a close third. But I mean yeah. What a what a list! What a list! And I would put yep. that you know any of these guys up against any any college running back in any other school for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of leading into that debate, uh, once he declared, you know, it was going around on Twitter, uh, was creeping through some of the replies, you know, 
and most of the people are like, oh, the congratulations, Taylor. Hope you have a great NFL career. Da, 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 da. Uh, then there was one, one person that stood out who gave a complete analysis of how Taylor is not going to be drafted in the third or fourth round. He's just another Monty Ball. And Casey, Ball I, couldn't, I couldn't take that. <laughs> I could not I could not I could not take such slander. I let him know that that was the worst take in 2020 so far. Yeah. Um and of course he can... <laughs> Go ahead. That's ridiculous. Um he's well for one he's better than Mon- Monty Ball. Oh, Second yeah. of all, Monty Ball was great and was a good running back but had substance abuse issues. Right. And he which prevented him from being a a professional running back. He was very effective for the Broncos on their team. He sco- he kept scoring touchdowns. What a yeah. ridiculous, what yeah. a ridiculous uh, slight at our boy Monty Ball. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was a terrible. That's why it was a terrible take. It was a terrible take on both sides, right? Yeah, uh, you know. And he came back, mentioned the fumble injuries, issues. Fair, okay. Mentioned the O line that you were talking about. And that's just ridiculous because what running back doesn't have a good old line? They're probably not going to be looked at as a first round traffic. Uh, and to, and be, to be fair, our offensive line this year, while very good, yeah, like none of those guys, the center, uh, the center is going to be a, a high traffic. But like yeah. coming into this year, it was like we don't know what this offensive line is going to be. So this, this line wasn't a dynamite offensive like. For sure, offensive line, they're good because we're Wisconsin, but like right. it's not, you know, the cream of the crop offensive line that Wisconsin's had. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's like, what what good running back, like, you don't think Alabama has good linemen? They have good running backs. I mean, um, you know, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, so it was just, it was ridiculous all the way around. I got into, I was a little back and forth, and I decided I'm going to stop and just use this platform to go ahead and, <laughs> and shout him out and, put it to rest so there you go twitter trolls go to sleep nice nice got him got him got him take that twitter troll <laughs> all right so as jonathan taylor leaves marlo uh mm-hmm. again a fantastic career possibly the greatest uh in wisconsin history we got some news today yesterday yesterday was it yesterday that, uh the next running back is on his way jalen Berger, number uh if all American four star recruit is on his way uh, to Madison, uh, announced over the weekend around a table full of hats. I always love that. And yes. And then he picks up the Wisconsin hat, puts it on, on Wisconsin plays. Fantastic scene um, there. So the next great running back is coming. Yeah, well, through the Jersey pipeline. You can't yeah. sleep in, you can't sleep in running backs that come through the Jersey pipeline. I think this one, people are pretty excited about this get. Uh, they're you know obviously they were talking beforehand. He was the announcement came at the all uh, was at the I forget it was one of, it was the All American game the same one Mertz was in last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah and yeah he was he was choosing I don't know forgot it was like Penn State, Rutgers in there obviously, um, some other big time names but picked up that Wisconsin hat. Smart man did talk about the offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> um and how great that was so, yeah I you know. We all we can hope it's it's nice to have hope it turns out. Yeah, no, it, we've kind of talked. To, it's hard to get a little too into the weeds on recruiting. Yep. You know, when you're talking about 17, 18 year old kids, it's it's it, I don't know a, a, a bit too much for me to kind of kind of get into. But a lot of people are excited about this kid. Um, he had offers from 
every major school, it seemed. You know, he had the hats on the table of UCLA, which kind of surprised me, I guess. Um, <laughs> Penn State, like you said, Rutgers to stay at home with Shiano coming back there. Uh, lots of options. I know Michigan offered, Florida offered to him. He had lots of options, came to Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin has, for whatever this is worth, the number 24 ranked recruiting class <laughs> in in the nation for 2020. Um, which is the highest of the internet rankings era. So like, I don't know. <laughs> how, how far back does the internet ranking era go? I don't know. Let's just say 20 years. Okay. Yep. Well, when did I get a smartphone? How about that? <laughs> whenever I got a so three years whenever ago. I, whenever, okay. I got a cell, whenever I got a cell phone. How about that? Not even a smartphone, a regular <laughs> cell phone. Uh, maybe Facebook account would be a better way to go uh, yep. with that. Um, but so what does that mean? I, I Obviously 24th, that's with that kind of class. You know, you're not up there with the the Clemsons, the LSU's, the Alabamas, right? You're not in that top ten talent that you need to get to that playoff. But if we've never been this high and we're doing what we're doing now with the talent we've had, you know, it's just I, it's just encouraging to see you know what we'll be able to do with this presumably better talent that's now coming in coming into the program. Um, and while it ends a disappointing, a, a successful season on a disappointing note, it looks like there's a bright future ahead for uh, the Wisconsin football Badgers. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I think there's another player in that game too. Offensive lineman. Speaking of, two, I think they had two offensive linemen. There's oh, no. a picture I've, uh, circulating out there on on the twitters of the two offensive linemen and uh, Jalen kind of together doing the the W thing and posing for a picture. It was really cool. All right, let's go. Uh, so, yeah, Wisconsin recruits yeah. representing at the All American game for sure. All right. Well, uh, I guess that closed the door in the 2019 season in 2020. Yeah. Looking at the future for 2020. Anything we- else on the uh, football front? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Wisconsin plays Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. We should totally go to that. Um, I think Ohio I State's. Know. I think Ohio State's ro- rotated off the schedule. All right. Well, on the hardwood, Marlowe, the Badger basketball team with a heck of a week. Two wins, winning over Ryder, Ryder University? Is that what it is? Sure. And then went to Columbus, beat fifth-ranked Ohio State in uh, the biggest win of the season. Uh, Greg Gard's fifth win against a top-five team in the last five years. Look at that. All those five numbers right really? there, Marlo. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, I don't know how much you want to talk about the Ryder game. We don't, we don't even have to talk about Ryder. <laughs> they won 65-37. It's 22 to 11 and a half. Um, <laughs> tough, tough. Wisconsin basketball right there. Uh, on to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. uh, went into Ohio State. And uh, I, how long, let's put it to side. How long did it take you to believe that we were actually going to win this game, Marlo? Because... Um, it took a while for me. It took a while for me. Uh, Casey, hand up. Uh, Friday, I took a... Uh, I purposely did not turn on the game. <laughs> I wanted to enjoy... I At the time, I yeah. said I wanted to enjoy my Friday. I yeah. still wasn't completely over Wednesday. Sure. I wanted to enjoy my Friday slash weekend. Yeah. I did not pay attention to the game, nor notifications, until all of a sudden my phone started blowing up from text messages from, you know, our text group going crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I miss? And I had to go back and watch it. <laughs> so with that right. said, yeah. as I was rewatching this game, not live, 
knowing the ending. I still was in the you know later later portion of the second uh, second half, being like, "How did we win this game?" <laughs> yeah, no, for for sure, I was right along with you. And you know, at half we had a a, a, a slim lead, uh, twenty nine to twenty five, and I was still, ah, I don't know about this. And then uh, Ohio State came out and scored. I think on their first six possessions, something like that, got up to. 38 uh, to 31, and then they didn't score for, like, you know, a good Wisconsin five-minute yeah. scoring drought. Yep, that allowed, yep. us just, allowed us just to hang around. We weren't blowing the doors off at that time, but, like, it just allowed us to hang around. We made some key plays towards the end, made some big shots. Uh, Anderson with the big transition three. Uh, Pritzel with some big threes. Um, Kobe King created some baskets when he needed to uh, yep. down the end, and we just – executed where we hadn't executed before uh to to put them away and ohio state didn't they i think they got a little they relied a little bit too much on outside shooting uh towards towards the end and they just weren't weren't falling for them um and we held on held on or came back or i don't even know it was just such a weird like i didn't expect anything out of this game and then we were in it and I don't know i'll, I'll well, take it for sure i, will, oh, for I sure. think for me it was just it was so unexpected down the stretch to be to actually execute and close out the game. I think I've said yeah. many a time that's been my frustration with this with these teams the past couple of years, but they actually did clamp down defense, made solid decisions, limited the turnovers um, in the you know, later parts of that second half and, and made it happen. And that was very refreshing to see, very refreshing to see, especially at, uh, especially away at Ohio State. Um, yeah, so that I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, you talk about not turning the ball over. I, I don't. I think they didn't turn the ball over. If that, that makes sense, they did not commit a turnover in the last. There you go. Thirteen and a half minutes of the game, they turned the ball over quite a bit in the first half. Uh, yeah. But they finished, you know, executing really well. Uh, I was surprised at. It seemed like we couldn't stop Wesson. <laughs> I don't know. State, their big guy, uh, and they just didn't go to him enough. I felt like I felt like they could have. There were a lot of points they left out there because uh, while you know now we have. Potter in the mix, which had to be great, feel great. Yeah, for revenge him. game. To, Potter revenge game. Yeah, that had to feel great for him. Um, we just didn't have the size to deal with them. Uh, he finished yeah. with twenty-two points, seven for ten from the field. Uh, one of those being a three-pointer uh, as time uh, was winding down that uh, on a big possession that he missed. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt like they could have gone to him and he could have scored anytime he wanted to, and we did enough to stop them or convince them to do other things, which uh, I think was good defense. We're now uh, 4-0 with Micah Potter, Micah Potter starting. Uh, he's played. <laughs> he hasn't been blown the doors off by any means, no. but he's a significant role player that we didn't have before in that in that front court. Um, in this game, Tyler Walt was everywhere. Uh, he finished with a kind of an all-around, like it doesn't jump off the page at you, but he had four points, seven rebounds, five of those offense rebounds, three steals, two assists. Uh, as a freshman coming in, playing big minutes, he wasn't playing earlier in the season. Now he's mainly because of foul trouble. He seemed like he was yeah. getting in foul trouble a lot early in the season. He's kind of settling down a little bit and providing some... I mean, he was just all over the place. He was providing such energy uh, for the team on... Uh, Kind of doing the intangibles, being that glue guy type player out there. Reavers led the way, seventeen points, nine boards. Uh, other than that, pretty pretty balanced scoring. Uh, significant win. This is a big win. It's a big uh, win on the road. A top five team. 
I think road wins are going to be very hard to come by in the Big Ten, and to get one against uh, what seems to be a pretty good, all maybe faltering, but a pretty good Ohio State team. Yeah, got that signature win. Uh, does this make us a believer now? Am I supposed to believe that this is what now we're going to make that turn and and get our ourselves in the tournament? I don't know. Has, Bracketology has Joe Lenardi. Was that his yeah, Joe Lenardi, ESPN guy. Last four in. We're back last in the last four in. Sit, we're sitting there at nine and five. Um, I mean, I think it shows. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say this and be wrong. I think. It be. I think this is a, a a significant win. I think we've been a different team since Potter's joined. I think he kind of solidifies some rotation things. Our defense has been so much better since the Rutgers debacle. I mean, really, really, our defense has been. Uh, I, I want to go back to like the NC State games and, and stuff like that. Since the Rutgers loss, we held. Milwaukee to 64 shirts, Milwaukee. But then we had Tennessee to 48, Ryder to 37, Ohio State to 57. These are, this is... This was Wisconsin basketball. Consistent, good defensive performances. We're doing just enough on the offensive end. Um, and I just keep going back. Potter, he's he's not going to lead the team in points or anything, but like he does the things inside that Reavers can't or that Ford can't or he allows them to open up a little bit more. I think it's very significant. That we're four zero with him on the team. Um, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe that's just kind of a schedule coincidence. But I, I really think that this team might have turned a corner now. Now, who? Where are we turning a corner to? I, I, yeah, I think it's a big one. I mean, I'm not. I do not want to. I mean, it's it's a it's Ohio State right now, ranked number five. It's on the road. It's a Big Ten win. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, so yeah, I just want this to keep going. Need to right. keep, you know, win most of our games at home in conference, and maybe still another a couple more on the road, and we should be good. Yep, yep. I mean, that's right. I mean, if we are figuring towards what a eleven and eight conference record, something like that, with a win like this, yep. I mean, that's that seems feasible now, uh, where it didn't seem feasible a week ago, right? Yep. It, it, it seemed like we would be at best 500 now it seems like we could be maybe a little bit better than that again i'm not like proclaiming we're gonna win the big 10 or anything i'm just kind of <laughs> saying hey look the, we have a chance to be a good big 10 team which i if you would have asked me last week i even after that tennessee win, i would have been like i don't i don't i don't really see it but now i think we have there's a window there this week we'll learn a lot i think we host illinois who's okay they're all right um and then we're at Penn State, who's been winning a lot of games, ranked for the first time in a billion years. Uh, so we'll be an interesting week. Uh, Illinois with win, uh, crush Purdue, sixty-three to thirty-seven. My God, that might be a low-scoring game against <laughs> against Illinois. Uh, and they have a win over Michigan. Uh, Illinois does so. Uh, should be a pretty formal test here midweek uh, against Illinois, and then at Penn State over the weekend. Any other college basketball stuff for you, Marlo? No, uh, um, no, I don't. Well, except for except for making transition to the NFL, yeah. there was other college basketball on today that happened. happened, and I didn't realize it was happening because I was like, "Why is this college basketball going on during during the middle of the playoffs?" 
doesn't make sense. Like Michigan, Michigan State was on in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah. Why is anybody watching that? Yeah, I don't know why they're scheduling that game specifically on that because that's one that you know right. you want to tune into. And I was going through the channels and I was trying to find. I just didn't. I didn't remember what game uh, the the late game was on. And I was like, oh, Michigan, Michigan State's playing. <laughs> this is probably something I should watch. And I was like, no, I'm going to go to the football. Yeah, 100%. And it was just like a moment of maybe I should look into that. No, I'm not even going to. I didn't even check the score. I just went out of the, out of the football game. So, yeah. yeah. they were um, like, And they were at halftime at the same time, too, which is annoying. Because I could have, I couldn't even flip over at halftime and yeah. just kind of watch a couple couple baskets. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Bad job by you, Big Ten, scheduling yeah. that. I mean, just have it be, you know, Michigan State versus, like, Northwestern or something. then, Or, you know, yeah. games that we're, we're not going to watch anyway. Uh, but save the Michigan Michigan states for for non playoff weekends, please. Um, thanks, thanks thank for you. listening, Big Ten Conference. Appreciate. Yeah, thank support. you, whoever the new commissioner is. I don't know anymore because yeah. are we are we're still? They haven't told us no yet. I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, we have not. We haven't got a formal rejection. Yeah. So yeah. well, there you go. We yeah. could still be in the running. Senior holding out for that formal rejection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Milo. from college basketball. On to the professional football NFL wildcard weekend. I feel like wildcard weekend mm, is it's I'm trying to say if it's as good as the first weekend of March Madness. Ooh, that's tough. Because I feel like the it's next round of playoffs is usually better, but I, it, it's spoiled or it, the most recent. Weekend was so good. All the games are so. This good. This weekend was real good. This, usually, this is this is the best weekend goes. I can remember because usually because you got the two games Saturday, two games Sunday, yep. and it usually turns out you get one good game, right? One wild card weekend. Yeah, but maybe I'm spoiled. I think next weekend's usually the the good weekend where you have four games you really care about. And you want to dial in and watch all of. But we got a treat this year, I guess. Then Marlo, because we got yes. four games that. We're really good. <laughs> all, yeah. all close and entertaining, yep. and all had really interesting storylines. So let's start out. Let's, we're going to do it in the way that they were played. All right, Te- Texans Bills. Um, Bills jump out to an early sixteen zero lead. Definitely felt like they were leaving points out on the field. Uh, Texans storm all the way back. Win twenty two nineteen. I mean, just Deshaun Watson doing Deshaun Watson things really. Well, yeah, well, Josh Allen came out on fire. Yeah. Josh Allen was doing everything, catching, throwing, running, just being, he looked, looked like uh, Boogerhead was going all, all over this. They were down 16 nothing. Uh, they started last year t- down 21 nothing. Uh, basically saying that, they, that the Houston Texans weren't even trying. Uh, but yeah, then Sean Watson coming out, doing Sean Watson things. And that last possession that Deshaun Watson got blown up and was just standing there to yeah. complete that pass was unreal. Unreal. Yeah. And I mean that and the play where he gets hit twice. And it's one of those, like if just one of those two guys hits him, he's down. Yeah. Right. But both of them <laughs> hit him. So he's able to stand on his feet, make a, make a play. It's amazing watching him that he, you know, the, during the game, they're showing the national championship game and, you know, yeah. the, alluding to, all these great wins he's had in college. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. But then he does it again. And it's just like, how does he just has his innate ability, it seems, to win football games. It's unbelievable to just 
create plays when he needs to. Um, there was a time there in when the Bills were up 16-0 where I was like, holy crap, the Texans have to blow this whole thing up. Like <laughs> This Bill O'Brien quasi-general manager thing, like this is not working. They look awful. Yeah. Well, I still think they should do that because I don't think <laughs> Bill O'Brien's a particularly good coach, let alone a GM. Um, at least this gets them out of that position because uh, I think if they lose – to this Bills team in a let's just say it ended up like sixteen to nine or something like that is a yeah. tough tough loss for Houston and I don't know where they go from there but luckily I guess for their organization or whatever uh, they won but I while the Texans won the game mm-hmm. I feel like the Bill, uh, Bills should be pretty optimistic right a little bit of a a moral victory here uh, if you're handing out moral victory sure yeah, but yeah. they're definitely I mean the arrows pointed up. Yeah. But again, I will talk from experience. You'll never know. Yeah, uh, sure. You can never know what what year what will come the ne- the year afterwards. But if you're going to talk right in the moment, the or, the arrow is pointed up. Josh Allen, you know, obviously looked at times that it, it has been his first playoff, but at times looked electric. Looked yeah. like you know he could be that quarterback that could lead them to a uh, at least a playoff win. Uh, we'll start there. But I, I definitely think the Bills should be op- uh, optimistic on that front. Yeah, I was well. I wasn't really keen in on his kind of how he was operating in the first half of the game, but in that second half when he needed to make play, he looked very nervous out there. He yeah. looked like he definitely looked like he hadn't been there before um, and made some really bad mistakes that that cost him the game. Uh, and maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, what, was that, what was that flip back? I was. I thought that was great. I thought that was fantastic. Really? Oh, it's I was like, what is he doing? I mean, it, his- was, it was idiotic. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but it was so like if that would have worked, that would have been the coolest freaking thing, unbelievable. Uh, that wasn't as bad as the sack he took on fourth down, where he just like yeah, went just ran sp- backwards, ran backwards, went to spin out, but he wasn't ever faking that defender out. I don't know what he was doing there, and they went from like field goal range to all of a sudden now the Texans are in field goal range. It's <laughs> tough. That's a tough two downs uh, and a bad look for 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 you. My guy Josh Allen there. Um, all right, uh, JJ Watt, big plays, former Badger. Makes yeah, big plays. That was big, first game back. Thought he was yeah. done for the season. Yeah. Way to go, JJ. Glad something turned out for you. Yeah, always hurt. Um, all right, on to Tennessee, New England, Marlo. Um, yeah. Woof. Yeesh. Seemed like everybody was rooting for it, and now that it happened, it's like, <laughs> well, now what do we do? <laughs> It's like when Duke gets, gets knocked out of the NCAA tournament. It's like, well, now who do we root against? Hell oh, darn it. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. I don't even I, – I don't I don't know where to start. Derrick Henry is Derrick awesome. Derrick Henry. Is, I mean, Derrick Henry is awesome. I, I forget the uh, – if I look at the final stats, but I know that um, Tannehill for the <laughs> – yeah. for, Nash, for Nashville, like, lit up the stat sheet just as much as Cohen does. Um, on that game, <laughs> it was it was yeah. pretty electric. Yeah, he uh, what did he, he went eight for fifteen for seventy two yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just carved them up. So the fact that Tennessee was able to run out that game with Derrick Henry uh, on his birthday. I don't know if you oh, knew that, Casey. Yeah, oh, Derrick oh, Henry's birthday. birthday Henry. uh, just running running through the Patriots like they were Swiss cheese was 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 crazy. Um, has, has Derrick Henry always so? Is it just because he's on Tennessee that I don't I don't remember him being this good? I mean, this was 
awesome. He carried the Titans to this victory. Uh, and he was on my fantasy team this year, so I like paid a little bit more attention. But like, yeah, I felt like he's just kind of been there, and now he's we're all celebrating him because he beat the Patriots. But he's been yeah. great. Yeah, and I think this is Derrick Henry's MO, too. Obviously, they haven't been in the playoffs, but he usually starts the season off slow, and then as okay. the season goes, he gets better and better, but at that time, no one cares about the Titans. Right, the Titans uh, anymore, yeah. Yeah, anymore, so no one pays attention. Interesting, interesting. Well, he was great. Um, weirdly, the most entertaining part of the game was when the Titans were trying to waste time with five minutes left in the game. And Tony yeah. Romo's losing his mind. <laughs> Just going crazy. He's like, holy crap, he knows the rules too. Bill Belichick knows the rules. Vrabel knows the rules. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's just like we're just watching the clock run. This is going to be very interesting. What are they going to do? Oh, it's a delay of game. <laughs> it's a false start that starts it over. It was so funny. And I kind of wish there was some fluke in the rule that they could just ran it out. Just ran the last five minutes out. They're just going back five yards at a time every 30 seconds. That would have been just... And then just to see Belichick losing his mind as that was happening was just... Just absolutely hilarious. And to waste time with five minutes left when you're up a point. It's yeah. Not like, it's not like they were up nine or it's like two possessions. <laughs> and we want to waste the clock so that they can't get the You're up a point. They just need a field goal. And they're like, no, no, we got this. <laughs> we just need to waste this time. And it ended up working out, which is almost as equally puzzling as that whole experience was. But God, that was absolutely hilarious. Oh man, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Vable, where they got Belichick, got Belichick. I don't know if it was that much, but it was inter- it was entertaining. Five minutes. You think they're gonna change that? You're thinking they're find a way to change that rule now? Uh, if it happened to the Saints, they would. Um, <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why? It's such a it's such a stupid. No, I know. It's uh, what are you gonna do? Just not have time run out. It's not really you can't do. No, well they change it at five minutes, so then you can't just yeah delay games and stuff. But right. like, who? <laughs> it didn't. I know you could say it mattered in the game, but it probably didn't really matter in the game because you would have had right. similar situations and right. It was just well, yeah, and like you said, it was one point. And so since it was still one point, I think the whole time I'm sitting there, I was like, "There's like the Patriots are go- the Patriots are going to win. They're going to find a way to win." They're going to find a way to win this. They're going to find a way to the Super Bowl. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I can't imagine like an actual Patriots fan thinking that because I'm sure they did. Yeah. And it not coming to fruition. Had I, I'm not going to say that I feel for Patriots fans, but it just has to be a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor guys. Uh, (laughs) Probably already. Speaking of Patriots fan, um, or actually, I want to think about, talk about this from a Tennessee Titans fan. Yeah. I'm watching the end of the game. And all they're doing is talking about the end of an era. Is this yep. the end? Is it blah, blah, blah. You're talking about how the Patriots lost. As a, If you could put yourself in the, in the shoes of a Titans fan, would that annoy you? Or are you just reveling in it? All that talk. I, I feel like at a point, you revel in it. At some point, you're like, hey, we're the ones still playing next week. Right. When you, when you start talking about how like Derrick Henry couldn't be stopped yeah yeah i was i was watching it and i was like 
I was thinking that. I was like, I if this was my team, I would be like, freaking talk about us. Like you're not talking about, you know, we complain about this all the time when they don't talk about Wisconsin doing well and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would totally be that, but I was like, look, if you're the team that ended the Patriots dynasty, if that's truly what happens here, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count, you know, all the cows. What is the thing? I can't do sayings today. Chickens before they <laughs> the roost. chickens where they hatch. Hatch roost. What are they roost? doing? I don't roost? know. I don't are know. Doing it's things? a very old person saying. I don't know. <laughs> Not a millennial saying. So uh, <laughs> don't count the chickens if on the Patriots dynasty <laughs> being over just yet. Um, but if it is, the Titans and would be the ones that ended. That's pretty cool. And I, think yeah. I would I would get some sort of reveling uh, at the end of the day at the end of the day from that. But it was kind yeah. of a bit over the top. Yeah, uh, I would say that the Miami Dolphins in, ended the era oh, by making them have to play this week. By making That's them have to play me. this week. Yeah. Oh, it was the first time they didn't have a bye since like 2010 or something. Something silly. It's a, There's there's another silly stat I saw. Shoot, um, this is like the first AFC Championship game without Peyton Manning, Roethlisberger, or Brady since like 2012. Or, or no, they've been in 16 of the last 18 so none of those people are there, uh, which is absolutely crazy that that's how the, the AFC has gone. Uh, Tennessee wins. They move on. Uh, I have to even look. They play Kansas City next. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yep, Kansas City. On, yep. to, to, on to today's games. The first one, Minnesota-New Orleans. You knew something crazy was going to happen when Minnesota played New Orleans. <laughs> uh, it went to overtime. Minnesota wins 26-20 uh, on a touchdown in overtime. Therefore, ending the game. I forgot that was the rule. As apparently Booger did at some point and said they should let him score in overtime and the memes were all over the place on that and I felt stupid because that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> well, more so I should have thought when Thielen got down on the two-yard line or whatever it was, like right. I wasn't thinking, crap, this is over when I should have yeah. been. It, it, yeah. was more, it was more kind of where my, my mindset was at because it was over when that happened. But I was like, okay, if they score here, we can still got a, you know, still got a chance. It was a weird game watching Marlo because I wanted both teams to win, but I wanted neither team to win. So mm-hmm. it was, anytime anything good happened, I was kind of like, I, I guess in general, this whole weekend, I didn't really have much rooting interest, which was strange for me. Normally, I'm pulling for somebody for something because the Packers had the really? bye. I even really- even in that, so even with these NFC t- games today, you weren't like, all right, I need this to happen, so I play here, and then we win here, and we get the home game. So, no, I mean for sure, I would. I wanted Philadelphia to beat Seattle, but once Carson Wentz went out, I was just kind of like, whatever. Like, yeah, if they win, yeah. that's fantastic. But I don't. I didn't really have any hope of that happening. But yep. in Minnesota, New Orleans, right? So I should have been probably rooting for Minnesota, right? Because if they win. We don't have to play New Orleans. That's probably better for the Packers. But right, then, that's I, that was what I was thinking. But then I can't freaking move from Minnesota. That's <laughs> so I was. You know, anytime anything happened in this game, I was both happy and sad that it happened, or you know, happy or frustrated that it happened. Um, I thought it was just poetic justice. Poetic justice. Poetic that the game ended on a non-pass interference <laughs> call. That could have been reviewed, and they didn't even look at it. <laughs> in freaking New Orleans is just yeah. so unbelievable. That's that so, wild. So NFL. That's that that so full full circle. Hey guys, guess what? We put a rule in because we screwed you <laughs> last season. Hey guys, guess what? 
We're just not even going to use that rule this We're time. We're not going to use that rule, which <laughs> I think you could. I think I think you could have overturned it the way they've officiated it all year. They wouldn't have. But to not even look at it is just like you're poking them in the eye. <laughs> oh man! Or throwing salt in the wounds. Or look at I'm trying to do all these scenes today, Marlo. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable. New Orleans, I think. I don't know. I wanted they're to cursed. say they were the better. They're cursed. They're just cursed. I wanted to, I wanted to say they're the better team, but I, I I don't know that that's true. These were both two evenly matched teams. Um, I'm very glad, you know, in that the Packers got the buy and they weren't in this game because it. I mean, playing Minnesota, Minnesota's a good team, uh, and to have to play them in uh, a wild card run is is really tough. Uh, there's a lot of now cousins is. He's done it. He's made it. He's not Kirk Cousins anymore. He's now a new version of Kirk Cousins who is successful, Marlo. Yeah. How are you taking all this talk? Because I'm so, with one big eye roll. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is a big eye roll. But here's here's kind of the scenario set in my head because this is, it's setting up perfect for the Packers to go to the freaking Super Bowl. Oh, whoa. Wait, wait. Um, yeah, so Kirk Cousins, no, they got no chance of winning. Kirk can't win the big one. They're going to win this. They're going to go heavy underdogs into San Francisco. They're going to find a way to win that game. And then then they're finally going to have the respect that they deserved and not be the underdogs against the Packers and then find a way to lose. That is, that's, that's how it's going to work out. Well, I can definitely see Kirk Cousins losing all of these games. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about... Well, let's save the Packer talk because I like where your head's at, but I don't. I don't know if I'm there with you. No, <laughs> Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed at the Cousins talk. Just, be, I think it's more so just quarterbacks in general. Like one result, one win makes the quarterback or makes like it changes how we should perceive him. Kirk Cousins is a very, very okay quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and when he has to just be okay, he can win you games. When he has to win you games, that's where you're in trouble. And in this game, he had to be okay. He made a nice play action throw down the field. Great. Right. Fantastic. Didn't win the game. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Oh, uh, he's very okay. Just very let okay. Him, let very him be okay. okay. He's never gonna be great. Let's all settle down. And he's not great. He's not good because he won this game against the cursed New Orleans team. I. It still is. I mean, I mean, the Vikings played hell of defense, uh, especially in that second half against Drew Brees and company. Yeah, um, they didn't. They didn't do much at all. Yeah, they didn't lose the ball at all. And yeah, and winning in the dome is is something to say for that. But yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, cool to break. Yeah, he won. I mean, they won. He made the throw. Yep. He made a couple yep, throws. He, like you said, he he went out there. He won the game in New Orleans. Bravo. Let's see if you can do it again. But that's like, you know, one of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sample size of one. I saw an interesting comment. This was a, a Packer fan had tweeted this. But, um, you know, Mike McCarthy was much maligned for, quote, unquote, wasting Aaron Rodgers. Because yeah. they won one Super Bowl in whatever, however many years he was there. Yeah. Um, and we heap praise on Sean Payton and his genius and his offensive uh, coaching capabilities. And he's had Drew Brees. And yeah. Has won one Super Bowl. Right. And also kind of had Bounty Bounty Gate, which 
Did we forget that he was a part of that for some reason? <laughs> we just, uh, just sweep that under the rug. But it's weird. I mean, suspended for a year. I don't think Mike McCarthy should still be coaching the Packers, but like he got all this crap, and Sean Payton now has had some pretty tough losses with Drew Brees. And I'm just saying, I'm just questioning. Yeah, that's great, that's fair. Fair how comparison. Great, how great fair. is Sean Payton ball in the playoffs? All right, on to Seattle, or I guess on to Philly, who lost Philly. to Seattle. Yeah, nine. 217 Seattle winning. I mean, the story of the game really was Carson Wentz goes down once again uh, in late in the season, and a backup has to come in and try to carry the Eagles. And uh, let me tell you, uh, Josh McCown is no Nick Foles. No, he's not. And this is just bad for Carson Wentz. It's finally, finally healthy, played all yeah. 16 games. Yep. Was the only like the, one of the only offensive players to play all sixteen games, and this and then he gets knocked out early in the yep. in the playoff game. That just sucks. Um, but yeah, obviously that's the story. Joshua Coward comes in, forty year old man. I didn't even know he's still in the league. I was wondering who the backup was. Uh, comes in, played a decent. Yeah, played okay played, for a backup. You know, played played decent for a backup. But you know, you can't do that against when you got Russell Wilson on the other side. Yeah, Russell Wilson did just enough. Again, it wasn't. It's weird to see this Philadelphia team uh, compared to the team that came into Green Bay and beat Green Bay. Um, they their defense was terrible then, and they've only lost more players and are somehow holding teams to less points, which I don't understand. Um, it just, it just seems like teams should be scoring more. I mean, this has been the way through the whole down the stretch for Philadelphia as you look at their secondary and it's just decimated but they're holding teams down only holding Seattle to two points is was no, no small feat in this game um and they kept them in there and just not enough on the offense again Philly's just decimated on injuries all around and once once went down that was it just felt like the the straw that broke the camel's back another saying Marlo nailed that one though um <laughs> and I just, I just didn't think they had a a real shot after that. And I, I watched, I followed it, you know, but I never really believed that they had. Even when it was, you know, they were down in the red zone um, with a chance to score, you know, maybe get get a two point conversion to tie. I just didn't didn't feel it happening. Where's uh, the feeling of Philly magic? Not this season. Not this season. Not this season. So that capped off. I it was actually probably the least interesting game of the bunch, but a very entertaining. Uh, Wild card weekend here. Now we look ahead to next week, Marlowe. Yep. We talked about a lot of these teams already, but half of these are new because they got buys. Texans. <laughs> I, I put these in order of, I guess, I don't know, an AFC, then NFC. There's no real order here. <laughs> it's the order I remember. <laughs> this them is in. this is the KC order. This is the order I remembered them in. <laughs> yep. Houston goes to Kansas City. Watson Mahomes um matchup. Two yeah. of the bright young quarterbacks. I don't think they have any relation or circumstance with either of the teams they root for. It should be a good one. Uh, I'm leaning Kansas City because I don't think that Bill O'Brien's good, a good head coach. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, also, it's, they're playing at Arrowhead, and yeah. home's pretty good. Uh, loaded on offense. Texans, Texans defense, I mean, this today played okay. I don't see them doing the same thing against the Kansas City offense. Yeah. Um you know, with all their weapons on around. So, but they did, I mean, Texas did go into, into Airhead earlier this season and did win. So you never know. 
We'll see what happens. But I will put my money on Kansas City. Um, Casey, did you know that these two quarterbacks were in the same draft? And what? Texas, I mean, Kansas City, the Texans could have had Mahomes. No one talks about that. Yeah, no one talks about that. People don't talk about that. It really, it really is amazing that we act like Mahomes was the surefire pick. I mean, it's the most, thank you. It's the most hindsight is twenty twenty take uh, there is. Um, that said, uh, Trubisky was not the right pick. <laughs> but it's it. He went in the teens, right? Like it's not like everybody knew he was going to be this great. This great player. Right. Uh, is some dude they, out of a pack, te- I mean, a Big 12 school throwing it around. The Texans did beat the Chiefs. I, I didn't believe you. Yeah. And they they did in Arrowhead. There you go. Interesting. Um, I feel like the, the Chiefs are a little bit slept on in these playoffs. We all kind of forgot about them. Uh, they snuck into that two seed. Uh, Mahomes was, he was didn't miss the Texans games, but that was around when he was injured with his, with yeah. his knee injury. Um, I think they he's come back. He's gotten healthy. They've been rolling. Um, I'm just. I think this is going to be. This is the game I want to watch outside the pack game. No, I want to watch all these games. Start it. The second most. I'm going to say second most. Packers are number one. I want to watch this yep. one second most. I'm ranking these for arbitrary reasons. All right. Okay. On to the next. Uh, who do you got? You got Kansas City. I got Kansas City. Yep. All right. I got Kansas City too. I think. I think it's Kansas City, and let, I will be very nervous if it's close and Houston has the ball because Watson does Watson things. Um, all right, next AFC game, our Tennessee Titans, the Dynasty Slayers uh, against <laughs> the new Dynasty, question mark, Baltimore Ravens. And I guess, do you think this is going to be a close game, Marlon? <sighs> no, I don't. I, I don't in my heart of hearts. I don't think it's going to be a close game. Will I be surprised if Vrabel, Vrabel finds a way to rally troops and make it a game? I will not. But I think Lamar. I think you know this is going to be Lamar, Lamar Jackson's time in the playoffs. Um, they're just going to kind of yeah. They're just going to show out on this one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ways that this can be a game. The, I mean, I could see a scenario in which. Tennessee follows their New England blueprint, can run the ball. I don't think Baltimore, I'd have to look at Baltimore's run defense, but I know their defense in general isn't as good as uh, years of past. Um, yep. So if the Titans can do some sort of weird, you know, killing the clock with five minutes left in the game thing, <laughs> I just don't know if their defense is is good enough to, to contain uh, the Ravens' offense. Uh, I hope it's close, but I am with you. I expect Baltimore to win pretty comfortably. In in this one. All right. On to the NFC. On to uh, the Minnesota Vikings heading out to San Francisco facing the 49ers. I got to I gotta root for the Vikings, <laughs> I guess. It's going to suck. <laughs> it's gonna be, I'm going to be in the same spot where I don't want to root for either team. Yeah. I, I think you got to root for the Vikings. I think you have, a, obviously, better shot playing. You'd be playing at home. Yeah. Uh, and it is against the Vikings. At home, which you've proven that you can beat him. So I think you got to root for the Vikings in this one. I, I, and I actually think Vikings have a shot of winning against the 49ers. All right. 49ers kind of, you know, not playing their best football going into the playoffs here. Yeah. 
obviously had the week off to kind of reset, so we'll see where it comes out. But, uh, you know, with the way the Vikings are playing, and again, playing that underdark, underdog card that yep. they seem to like to play, I think they have a shot of winning this one. Yeah, I do too. I think that this Minnesota team is really good. Uh, and I think if I had to, I don't want to say if I had to pick a team, I like the Vikings' chance of beating the 49ers in San Francisco a lot better than I like the Packers' chance of beating the 49ers in San Francisco. So I think it works out pretty well for for our Packers. Um, I will be interested to see how Jimmy G does in the playoffs. I yeah, I, mean, I can't. They're thirteen and three, right? I can't like be too harsh on them, but and they wall up the Packers 37 to 8 in the game that we, we played there. So I, I've seen them be really good, but playoff football is a little bit different. The Vikings defense is really good. Uh and it will be it'll be a really interesting game. I'm really interested to see how this goes. And I will be happy and upset at anything that happens in it. So <laughs> there you go. Seems like a great little afternoon of football. It'll be great. It'll be so fun. Um so many things that won't be fun. Well it, it might be fun, but the process won't be fun. Seahawks Packers Yep. Good thing there is no history of any traumatic events that have ever <laughs> happened in this matchup ever. So we have a clean slate and can go into this completely uh, emo- not emotionally scarred. It'll yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be great. They won't have any B-roll of any other games that you guys might have played where things have happened. Um, yeah. None of that will ever come up during the game, so you'll just be able to just watch it. You won't see any uh, onside kicks recovered, hitting off Bostic. We won't see any fail Mary clips. Yeah, Any no. of that, none of that will happen. It'll Mm-mm. be great. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, obviously, was rooting for Philadelphia. Would much rather be facing Philadelphia <laughs> than Seattle. Uh, Seattle's good. They have Russell Wilson. He's you know we talked about Watson doing Watson things. Russell Wilson is very you know obviously as Badger fans we know this about as good as anybody. Uh, just does Russell Wilson things and makes plays when he shouldn't and makes ridiculous just flick of the wrist throws that go. 40 yards right where they need to go. Very nervous about this game. Um, DK Metcalf coming out, playing wild. Not worried about that? I'm worried. I I think I just go back to Philadelphia's secondary is really beat up and not that good. Not that the Packers secondary is anything great. They're good. I don't know. But I got to think they do a better job. Then Philly, um, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself that it'll be okay. I think <laughs> by, by saying these things, uh, a tough matchup. I just there's just it's a house of horrors with Seattle. It really <laughs> is at this point, uh, and I I just have no feel or expectation for this game. All right, <laughs> fantastic. I uh, man, I think I hope this this I. They're gonna have this one's gonna be late game Sunday, I believe. Am I right? I bet. Either way, I would think, right? Yeah, I think. I think it's. I'm hoping that it's gonna be the best game um, of next weekend. I mean, something's gonna go terrible. We're gonna lose. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's, well, it's. I mean, historically, it's kind of, this is probably the best two quarterbacks that are still in the playoffs. You could make a. You know, Watson Mahomes might be excited to watch, but as far as yeah. you know, you know, kind of pure, pure quarterback play, yeah. this should be, you know, this should be fun. Uh, it should be a fun duel back and forth. And I don't, it's not supposed to be too cold this weekend, right? Should no, be not for this type of season. You, you haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. I don't know. We'll start getting the frozen tundra stories. Um, 
yeah, other things like that. But I think it'll be a good game. I think Seahawks will come up victorious by a slim margin. Yeah. Russell Wilson excited to get back to Wisconsin and do things. Yeah, crushing. In a crushing way, I'm sure. Uh, I'm very nervous. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how good both these teams all season have been. They've won close games. Yeah, it's true. And now, and now it's you know, in two teams who've done that all year, and we'll see which one is better at winning games they probably shouldn't have won. <laughs> so something God, has to fun. give. These are really good matchups. These are really good games. I'm interested in all of them. I hope Titans can keep it close. But other than that, I think... Because even if like one team crushes another team outside of Seattle crushing Green Bay, like there's still an interesting storyline to it. There's an interesting narrative to each of them, right? If the Vikings... Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just think like no matter what happens, it will be interesting... Except if the Seahawks win, because that would suck, and nobody wants that. <laughs> nope, nobody wants that. Exciting. Exciting. More football. We'll take it, and then eventually we'll only have basketball left, and then we'll have to talk about that. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on the NFL playoffs going forward? Uh, Cowboys fire. Finally fire Garrett. That's cool. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> they did so much fire him as just let his contract run out. <laughs> just just kind of like, hey, man. And he's just, just, not and he was just sitting in his office being like, are we going to renew this thing or what? <laughs> what's what's going on? No? Nobody? Any, all right. I guess I'll, guess I'll see myself out. <laughs> Most cordial firing of all time. It had to be. I mean, unbelievable. unbelievable. They, have you seen the names that they're kicking around for the... They had Cowboys Mike McCarthy, right? right? Mike McCarthy... <laughs> Interviewed uh, Marvin Lewis, right? Marvin Lewis, yeah. Marvin Lewis. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's so Jerry Jones. That's so Jerry Jones. Those are those would be not not great hires. <laughs> I would have to say <laughs> I would have to say if I was running the Cowboys, I might go uh might go a different route. Uh do you see the Bengals were looking at um the defensive coordinator for the 49ers? I forget his name. It's like uh, I did not. I, it's like Sala because I I remember seeing it and being like, "Hey, that's like Mo Sala's name." Um, <laughs> I think. See, I think this is reverse because I think they're doing the Browns are going for a home run. Yep. New new guy. Yep. And the Cowboys are going for a safe organizational guy. They need to do the opposite things. The Browns need to get in somebody in who knows how to frickin' run an organization yep. and be a head coach. They need Agreed. somebody who's done it. Yeah. The Cowboys, conversely, need a new voice, a new vision, something to inject some frickin' energy into that. But they're doing the opposite, which is just so Cowboys and so Browns. It's frickin' ridiculous. Oh, all right. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, so I got. Lions are, Lions are bringing back Patricia, right? Uh yeah yes yeah. they just yeah, procedures have fired everybody else. Uh, he fired all his DCs. Uh, kind of like, like Nagy did. Yeah yeah Nagy let well he, yeah the OC go right. Yeah, but he's really the OC, so yeah, didn't yeah. really fire anybody. But we're not gonna talk about that. It's CYA fine. CYA firing right. Now. Yeah it's <laughs> it's fine it's fine. It's we fine. got a new we got a new old line coach. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll figure it out. 
We did it. Jeez, it's all done. We're going right. to block so well. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, that was fun, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Good part of 2020. You got anything else? How do you feel about the 2020 meme things where it's the 20 and then you write something in the middle? <laughs> I'm already sick of it. It's been already four sick days. of it. Already done. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. Uh, well, okay, half because I'm sick of it. Half because I know I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like again, it's just copy and pasting. But I, I just, yeah. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I don't know. I can't be bothered with these memes. Oh boy! All right, good. We finished on a strong note, Miles. There that's we all, go. That's all I have. Twenty twenty memes. All right. Anyways, that's all. That's all I got. As 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 always, follow us, follow us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Uh, great follow there. Be sure to like, share, listen, download all that good stuff. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? As the back of our merch t-shirts soon to be in the shop. I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>